With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. WrestlingInc.com. It's time for another Wrestling Perspective podcast with myself, Dennis Farrell. You can follow me on Twitter, Dennis77Farrell. At PD Williams. You can follow him on Twitter at IPD Williams. What's up, my friend? Oh, how's she going, eh? What? One day we're going to have to talk about that. Okay, no problem. Not that one hate, day. I don't hate it. Just one day. Not today, but one day. So yeah. let's let's jump in because we have a lot going on. Let's talk with what everybody in the wrestling business has been talking about. Vincent Kennedy McMahon taking a bump at what, 72, 70 something years old? Uh, whatever he is. He just had a birthday, so he's got to be up there. But not only taking a bump, because uh, let's, let's be honest, the bump was horrible. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, he kind of like fell ish. But what I'm more impressed with is taking a shot, a headbutt and getting busted open the hard way. So the hard way for that's a wrestling lingo that you did. You're not cutting yourself with a blade. You're actually it's the hard way of getting getting color pretty much. So he and you like they great camera shot. Kudos to WWE camera crew and their production, because as soon as he took that headbutt. And he fell on his back. They were like zoomed in on his face, and you could see the blood pooling above his eyebrows there. So I mean, that's 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 great for business. And uh, just I mean, at whatever seventy whatever years old, still caring that much for your company and your product that you're like, and getting a younger talent over, saying like, you know what? Yeah, headbutt me as hard as you can. Not like you know, headbutt me, and I'll bleed. I'll get color. Do it. Not just that's. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Not just any talent, but uh, Kevin Owens was kind of in the doghouse. I, I don't think he was in the doghouse. Or, or they, the rumor was earlier this year he was in the doghouse over his weight, and some of that, some of the gimmicks and you know storylines he was in that we all panned was kind of punishment. That was the word I was hearing through the dirt sheets. But we, he, know- he's always been. I, I don't think he's ever been in a, a storyline. Story look at what he went to. He, you know, I mean, he jobbed in like whatever, 30 seconds to Goldberg, but so did Lesnar. So, I mean, that doesn't say much. And then he moved right on into his feud with AJ pretty much. And they've been feuding for months and that's a, a, a U.S. title pitcher. So, I mean, I, I don't call that the doghouse at all. I mean, maybe they were giving him some ribs about his weight. Um, and that's always been the case and he knows it too. I remember the last conversation I had with him. It was uh, um, at, at uh, like three years ago, Tommy Dreamer's house at Hardcore, and he, he actually was wrestling AJ in the main event on that show. And I, I believe it was in Philly, maybe. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, uh, just sitting there. And it's so hilarious because Kevin's so funny. He's like, uh, uh, I just love cheeseburger so much. Like, like, like he can't give up the the food, you know, because he loves it. And, you know, he still got signed and stuff like that. They signed him at his current weight or, or close to it. So I don't see why he would be in the doghouse. Like if, 
Like, I mean, they signed him. It's not like they signed him when he was like all jacked up and then he got out of shape. It's like that's the shape he's in, and they accepted it. And you know, it is what it is. Do you do you miss any of that stuff? Any of what stuff? But, Being fat? Yeah, I was never fat. Ch- chunk, oh. you were chunky. <laughs> I was like Petey Williams fat, I called it, before I went to TNA. Y- yes. <laughs> Listen. I, I, what? I, you were, I wouldn't say fat, but you were a little bit better than the dad bod. Is that fair? Uh, um, yeah. I, I have some pictures, like, of last summer. You know, because I'm just, you know, I, I don't got to look good for being on TV anymore. Or wrestling in front of a crowd. I, there was no purpose for me to take off my shirt ever and... I was just, you know, eating stuff I never got to eat for years of my life. And, uh, you know, I wasn't working out as religiously at the gym. And I had some pictures of me, and I'm like, oh, geez. Like, I mean, I, I still had muscle, but I wasn't, like, cut up or anything. And I'm like, and I weighed myself, and, you know, I was only, like, 10 pounds over what I usually am. But for me and my frame, I mean, that's that, that that's Petey Williams fat. Yeah, that's so, – uh, but 10 yeah. pounds is a lot for someone at 5'2". Yeah. Really, you know, sold the joke. Well, I, you know, I mean, I'm like five one, so you gave me an inch, so that's good. Uh, well, man, so he comes out, takes takes a headbutt, which I, I you answer my question immediately because my first question I want to ask was, and and you answered it. What were the chances of that being like a blood packet? Because I, I just, I wish I would have been a little shocked that he took it that way. No, it definitely wasn't a blood packet. And I, I remember um, when Kurt Angle came to TNA, um, the first time he debuted, uh, he went in the ring with Joe. And it was like a, a, a standoff, non-wrestling match, you know. And Kurt Angle just went in there. And I don't know if this was called, and I still don't know today if they had planned this or whatever. But Kurt Angle just went up and headbutted Joe right in the eyebrow. And Joe was just bleeding like a sieve all over the place. Like, it was a lot of blood mm-hmm. and uh you know but they probably said you know kurt probably said hey this is what i'm gonna do and or maybe joe came up with it or maybe the management came up with it and it came, uh you know obviously he had to get stitches and stuff like that and vince is probably gonna have to get stitches for that but vince doesn't care he's he's tough like that but um you know it's good in the wrestling business when that happens every now and again because it's like like guys like yourself you're like is that a blood packet how did they fake that because wrestling is fake well you just saw something very real wow what was what was joe like after that by the way uh fine he didn't seem upset or anything so i'm assuming uh you know they, they they had talked about that beforehand um and you know like i I don't know if it's that I didn't care or I didn't go out to seek answers and stuff like that when I was when I was working for the company back in the day. Um, but I would just watch the show and I'd be like, okay, let, let's see what let's see what happens. I had no idea what was going to happen when Kurt confronted Joe, um, and then that's what happened. I'm like, oh, was that supposed to be like that? I mean, that looked pretty legit and it, it was a lot of steam. And I remember at the time Joe was undefeated in TNA, so I mean they they built that up really good. I don't think they needed that headbutt. But it definitely, you know, made a statement. Kurt Angle coming in, like, oh man, this guy's for real. Even though everybody knows Kurt's for real, but it just added that, like, you know, he he means business here in TNA. Were you in TNA during the main event mafia? Yeah, yeah. Someone wanted me to ask you, what was that like? Was the, being 
in TNA during the main event mafia, and did you feel like you guys were being buried when a super group comes together like that? Um, well, sometimes they come up with ideas, and then they're like, yeah, let's do this idea, and they disregard all other storylines that are happening within that. So the reason why I had a problem with it wasn't because it was a super group, because you know, I'm an X division guy. I always have been, you know, I knew my role as a company. Um, I wasn't like aspiring to be in the heavyweight division. I, I just like the style of the X division better. Um, but even though the heavyweight division has evolved into the X division style nowadays, anyways, regardless, um, I digress. So when they, when they had that idea for the main event mafia, um, Steiner was out with an injury. Uh, he tore his ACL. So I'm kind of doing my own thing. And uh, they brought Steiner into the group. And then what they said they're going to do, because, you know, it was like what? Uh, like Sting and Booker T and oh, I, who else was in it? Kevin Nash. I, I don't know all Christian? the guys that were in it. Because there was two main event mafias. There was the first one. And then years later, I think they reformed it. I'm not sure. So was it was this during the Christian years, or was that the reformed? Uh, Christian might have already have left. I'm not sure. I don't think he was ever in the main event mafia. So this is 2008. The main event mafia formed, and I, I lost the exhibition title uh, closer to that. You know, this time, um, like September ish. And then I think they formed the main event mafia right away. But the storyline was they're like, okay, Steiner's come back from an injury and he's going to come in and he's going to lay out all you guys. We were considered the front line. That's what they call this, the front line. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, in the front line was like myself, AJ, Samoa Joe, um, Machine Guns, Eric Young, Xavier Woods. I think like ODB was in there. Uh, I, I don't know. Just to name a few. That, I mean, that's what it was. And then they're like, yeah, Steiner's going to return. He's going to come in, and he's going to lay all, all you guys out with a lead pipe. Hmm, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay. Really? I said, that's it? And they're like, yep. And I'm like, well, time out here. I'm like, let's get a head count going on. I'm like, I have blonde hair and a blonde goatee because I was teaming with Steiner right before he was injured. Like, we're buddies, you know, like – Why would I said, he lay he, me? He, yeah, he's just going to come in without anybody – I'm like, are the commentators going to say something? Like, it was just like they didn't care about previous stuff. Even though I still look like Steiner, they didn't care about anything. They just come out, hit him all with a lead pipe. So it was the only time, like, I actually spoke up um, because I, whenever they came up with a storyline for me, I was just like, yep, yeah, whatever. Let's do it. Okay, I don't care. Yep. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll do it. You're paying but this me. Just, yeah, this just did not make sense at all to me. I'm like, I, we cannot do this. I'm like – no, I'm saying something. So I said something and then they were like, nope, you know, we want it this way. So the way I was able to like finagle it, there was other main event mafia guys in the ring. So I said, Scotty, man, listen, this is what they want to do. And he's like, I know what they want to do. I said, does that make sense to you? He says, no. I said, let's do this. I said, you come in, you hit the one guy with a lead pipe. You turn to me like you're going to hit me just for a second. You decide not to hit me. You hit the next guy that feeds in, right? And I'm still in the middle. And then Booker T jumps me from behind because there's other main event mafia guys in there. And then you just don't touch me. You, you lay you lay the boots to me like or uh, have somebody else lay the boots to me. Makes and sense. that's what we did. Right. And then 
I think the office got it and creative got it was like, oh yeah, we do have to explain this. Like this does like we, you know, I, they just didn't have the time to explain it on that episode. They kind of worked themselves into a corner. But then the next episode they were like, you know, I, I go to the main event mafia locker room looking for Scott to talk to him. Booker T's like, Hey, what you doing in here, man? You got to go, man. And like, Scotty was all like, Petey, we'll talk later and stuff like that. And then they set up the thing where, you know, I met Scotty out back and then they all jumped me and then it turned out the way it turned out. So, I mean, I, I, it was the one time I had to speak up because I was like, this just doesn't make sense. I mean, we're negating. And th- that's one thing that TNA has always been bad about. It's like they just negate everything that's happened in the past. Whereas WWE, they'll bring up stuff that happened years ago or months ago, which I give them kudos to because – they're not insulting the intelligence of the fan. Wait, can, let me ask you a question then. So at the end of the segment, the you go out back to meet Scott Steiner, which doesn't seem a bit odd to begin with, by the way. Yeah. Um, they beat you down. They cut. Do, do they help you up and say, hey, good, good promo. Thanks, bud. Or do they just walk away? Because some of those guys had egos and – I'm not sure if you have or if it was on another podcast, but you know some of those guys that were in the main event mafia were have a reputation. So you get beat down for the angle, they yell cut. Do they just walk away and you have to pick yourself up and dust yourself off? Or no, actually, what happened was was uh, so we filmed that before the show. The segment was going to air later on in the show, and I had to do an in ring promo with the other. Uh, frontline guys i think mick foley was involved in it and stuff like that um we had to do that as the opening for the show so we did the promo pre-tape and it was um i I don't remember how it went like me and scott are talking or i'm looking for scott or i honestly don't remember and then i remember booker t being there you know they all jumped me and stuff like that and booker t actually busts me open the hard way it gives me a bloody nose right Mm -hmm. and uh you know, I mean, it, it happens, you know, he was just getting into it. And then, um, you know, they take me up top of this ladder and they throw me off of it. And then it pans to me and there's a pool of blood or something like that. Um, I think that's how it went. But then they're like, Petey, okay. They, you know, they, they pick me up, dust me off. And they're like, you know, Booker T's apologizing. He's like, oh, sorry, I got you, man. You know, no big deal. Um, you know, we're all professionals. But then I had to go, and I have a blonde goatee, blood all on it. I had to go and, like, quickly, within minutes before I went out there, uh, you know, try to get my nose to stop bleeding and, and get it all off of the blonde goatee and stuff like that. So that I go out there for the opening segment of the show because this jumping, like, <laughs> that, that promo didn't air yet. So, I mean, I have, like, blood up in my nose. I got, like, tissue up in and stuff like that. So uh, magic television, I guess. Oh, so so they were pretty kind to you after that. Yeah, they understand. I mean, you know, we're we're all buddies. It's just the storyline, and the more they make us look good, then the more we make them look good, and uh, you know, the angle gets over and stuff like that. But yeah, well, I'm yeah. not saying you're not buddies. I was just, you know, I I've heard that they they have a reputation. Maybe after a group beating, they just kind of walk away and go to catering, and you're left, you know. Picking P.D. Williams up, up, but not seeing No, it, it was more me going, like, I got to go get ready for my segment. See you guys. Like, I was in the rush to go out there, get out of there, because I had to go work, you know? Okay. Um, no, but they were fine. I mean, they were totally good. Um, because, 
like I, it's always been like I've been beat down by LAX and stuff like that, and they beat the crap out of me, and I'm just like turtling pretty much because it's just fists come and kicks flying at you. And then afterwards, as soon as I, you know, go cut, they're like, Petey, you okay, man? You all right? Do, do you hate that kind of thing, though? No, it's fine. Group group beatings, that's okay? No, it's, it's, it's part of the job, man. And oh. it, you know, puts sympathy on you, and then people want to see you get the your revenge. Uh, so, I well, we were talking about Vincent Kennedy McMahon. We go off onto that. A good week of wrestling. SmackDown's good. No Bobby Roode this week. They're building up. It, to me, it seems like they're going towards a Dolph Ziggler Bobby Roode rivalry, which only makes sense, right? Yeah, I mean, sure. If if you want it to make sense, I guess. Well, they, I mean, it seems like any new person that comes in. If you look at Nakamura, he feuded with Dolph Ziggler right mm-hmm. away. Um, did Ty Dillinger? I don't think so. No, um, but it just seems so like buried right now. Yeah. Um, it just seems like Dolph's the guy, like, uh, I, I would call him, like, the top heel mid-card guy, kind of. <laughs> because, I, I don't know if I'd call him top. Like, you know he's going to have a good match with whoever, and it's going to get that person to the next level. Hence, like, Nakamura. Uh, I think some of Nakamura's better matches were with Dolph. Um, not Definitely not with Baron Corbin or whatever. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Dolph's a good oppo- opponent. I mean... I don't see anything wrong with that. So can we transition into something I want to tell you about that I've not actually told you about? You yeah. made me feel like the biggest idiot in the world yesterday. Yesterday? Yesterday when we were talking. Okay. So for everybody that doesn't know this, PD has a, uh, a show coming up in Michigan. Uh, we're talking about who's going to be on the card. I kind of look it up, and you know, a couple big names are going to be there. Uh, bigger, like he's the Brooklyn Brawler and Jimmy the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, and one other person, Trish Stratus, was advertised to be there. But it's like at the very bottom in small print, going to be there. Now, this will go off into another group of questions about shady promoters not that this one is but we kind of were discussing well maybe you know why would trish stratus's name be so stratus name be so small on the website right that would be the marquee name you you would think right yep we're texting back and forth and i i started to joke by saying you know maybe it's trish trisha or something like that you know like like a different like Trish yeah. Stratasis. Uh, like you know, it's not the real Trish Stratus. But their wrestling is littered with gimmicks on the indies like that, right? Yeah. You you have rip off gimmicks or misspelled names all through. There's probably a a Peter Williams out there that's that's wrestling as a you know, New Jersey destroyer. I it it's <laughs> yeah. You you laugh, but you know what I mean. Yep. So you text me and you go, "Oh, I know. It's Patricia Dodge Stratus." <laughs> yeah, I was hey, totally joking. Hey, God, I didn't tell you this because I wanted to save it for the podcast. I go, I've never heard of her, so I go to <laughs> Google. <laughs> oh my god! And I Google, and then like when I hit Google, I go. Oh, the car. 
<laughs> then you see the Dodge Stratus car. Yeah. And I've, I look, there are many reasons in my life I feel like an idiot. This oh. was one of them. And I didn't want to give you the satisfaction of you knowing that I looked it up until we were live on the air. Oh, man. Well, uh, <laughs> that's the best thing I could come up with. Like, I mean, I could it see was an great. indie wrestler being like, I'm going to do a knockoff of Trish Stratus and be called Patricia Dodge Stratus. Right. Like, get get out of here. <laughs> but I was going to use a different one, like uh, not Dodge Stratus, but like a, like a Dodge Caravan, like Patricia Dodge Caravan or something <laughs> like that. But the Stratus, I had, I had to put over the Dodge Stratus. And, Anyways, it, yeah. it worked. I looked it up. I I went to Google. Like I've never heard of her. I wonder if she saw it. Yeah. So like, you, you asked like, hey, do I? And I I invite you to the show. Hey, you want you want to go? Yeah. And you're like, yeah. And then you said, who's gonna be on there? And I'm like, dude, I don't even know. I it's one thing I don't do is when I get booked on a show, I don't go on the website to see who's gonna be on there. Um, you know, I kind of like the surprise when I show up, and uh, that's what it is. So you told me who was on there. So I was like, okay, let me Google the show. And, you know, you got the big flyer and you got, you know, the local names kind of, you know, like their faces or whatever, their body shape or whatever you want. Their image right. was on the bottom. And then you got Jimmy Hart, like right in the middle, like big center and then Brooklyn Brawler, like right there on the left and a couple other guys. And then I'm like, okay. And then I go down to look to see if they have any matches posted. And then, down further on a link, it's like a small little box. It says, you know, Trish Stratus. And I'm like, oh, let's see what this is. Maybe they brought her in last show or something. And it says, no, like she'll be doing an autograph signing at the, the same venue. And I'm like, why is she not like on the top? Like they should take everybody off the flyer. It, like if I was the promoter. It should be her. And it should be her. And then you could have Jimmy Hart on the right, Brooklyn Broad on the left, and, you know, a couple local guys on the bottom. I mean, that, that's what I would do. Um, I don't know if, like, maybe they confirmed her after the flyer was – but still, make it make a new damn flyer, uh, at least for your webpage. Oh, absolutely. Just to get it on there because you didn't know. And if you were just a, a regular fan looking up the show to see if you should go, you'd be like, I don't know if I want to see Jimmy Hart and, you know, Brooklyn Brawler. But you're like, oh, D Trish Stratus? Hell yeah, I'll go see her. So, so now PD as a, I, now I know me, uh, I've been around celebrities, so I won't get geeked out. I, like inside of me, I will be, and there's they, people don't know this, and I think we talked about this on one other podcast. Being an insider, if your friend invites you on the inside, there's certain etiquette you have to adhere to. Like, yeah. you, you could lean over and – prime example, you know, Bully Ray and uh, – who's the art of wrestling guy? Uh, I forgot his name. Who? Cabana? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Cole. Yeah. Uh, now, we shake hands. We talk. We have a good conversation. We walk away. Now, I could I could have probably leaned over and be like, hey, can you see if you know he'd take a picture with me? And you'd either go, ah, not the right time or let's – Maybe you can catch him in the back and, and and ask him. That would have been probably what you said, or yeah, probably not this time around. Maybe next time, right? Yeah. To go and say, "Hey, uh, I'm Pete Williams. Hey, this is my friend Dennis." And then you go, "Oh man, big fan. Hey, can I get a picture?" That's like embarrassing uh, to you as Pete yeah. Williams. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, you don't. There's a certain etiquette. Um, 
You know, I mean, you wouldn't when when there's no fans around. Um, and you're backstage, you know, it's you, your you kind of like, yeah, it's your it's your time where you don't, you know, you're not taking pictures and stuff like that. You're kind of protected. So, you know, especially when you're in the back and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, you don't ask. That's just like uh, etiquette that you don't do. And, um, and you got to read the situation, too. Now, yeah. Now, we were in the very back during the match and, you know, bullies sitting around talking wrestling. Now. If he engaged me, we chat for more than five or six minutes, and he seems friendly. Maybe you go, hey, can I sneak a picture? I understand if you don't. Maybe you do that. But you don't walk up to him, and you don't. But I'm leading into that to say something like, when you get there, and someone like Trish Stratus, do you geek out for her? Um, No, I mean, I've never met her before. Um. I mean, you know, I'll introduce myself and all that kind of stuff, and I'll just kind of gauge it from there. I don't know how in tune she is with, you know, the former TNA product. I don't know if she'll know me. Um, I'm surprised when I meet people and, you know, they do know me. Um, uh, So, I mean, it's going to be like kind of I'm going to gauge it to see, you know, what it's going to be when I meet her. Like if she's like – Oh yeah, you're a big fan of your work or something like that. Okay, then I know that we're on a more friendly basis. I can, uh, you know, still be professional but less professional. Um, it, it, it's hard to say because when you first, you know, you know, uh, first impressions last and all that kind of stuff. So, um, a good example was, you know, when I met Billy Corgan. You know, I'm a big fan of Smashing Pumpkins. I mean, I was like, I remember like 11, 12 years old getting the Siamese Dream album or cassette maybe i don't even know God, you're so young. and yeah and just a huge fan so that when i was worked for him on his show um you know and he i said i introduced myself but he was like hey pd you know i'm a big fan of your work and i'm like dude i am a big fan of your work so you know we kind of let loose after that um had he not known who i am really then i well would we'll probably tell him you know i'm a big fan of your work but then left it more professional or and then you know, right. that was that. Do you, is, is Trish Stratus, because you geek out a little bit. You like to play it cool, but you geek out a little bit over certain people, right? Uh, yeah, on. I mean, but you got to remember, you remember my take on women's wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's evolving and it's getting, like, you know, really good and stuff like that. It's just that, uh, you know, like. You're not for equal rights. It's okay. It's what? You're yeah, not, I'm, I'm just not. I'm not into it. I mean, whatever. It is what it is. Um, but you know, I mean, I, I've met many female wrestlers from that era and stuff like that, like Lita and all that. And I, I wasn't really geeking out. It was just like, hey, you know, nice to meet you. They're a regular person, and you know, I, I guess it loses some mystique when you're in the same business as them, um, and. You do the same thing as them, so it's not like, oh man, you know, it's so Sounds cool. Special. Like it's, it was different when I met Billy Corgan because I'm not in his business, and I can kind of geek out for that just because I was a, like a huge, like, part of my life when like that 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 music era that he was in. Mm, emo PD. No, he wasn't emo. Well, you gotta remember he was at the same time as like the Seattle grunge sound was coming out, so that was, was all kind of. I was a little older he, than he you, so I remember it all. What's that? I said I'm a little older than you. I remember all that. 
Yeah, I remember it too, man. I mean, that's still, I, dude, I still listen. You know what we play in the car? Like when we used to travel in TNA, uh, we get one of those, we rent a car and we get one of those uh, cars with the, XM. the the Sirius XM radio and stuff like that. Can and we I throw guess? on the alternative station or whatever lithium? it's called, lithium or that's something. That's the only thing I listen to, so we'll have a good write-up. Yeah. So, I mean, we'd, we'd put uh, something like the car rental agreement over top so we couldn't see it. And I'd say, hey, I get, I bet you I could guess every song on here. And Jay's like, oh, let, let's see. you know. And Jay Lethal would put it on there. And he, he'd have a, a song would come up, and he's like, dude, I've never heard this before. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's so-and-so. You know what I mean? Just because it was a huge part of my life growing up. Um, and I, I even remember Jay going like, uh, Metallica, turn the page. He goes, uh, I think we were listening to a classic rock when it was uh, the Seeger version. Mm. And he goes, who's doing this Metallica song? And I'm like, Jay, are you? <laughs> joking right now i'm like please tell me you're kidding he's like no man I, this is metallica i mean who, who's this old guy doing it i'm like dude this is the original guy metallica ripped him off you know so oh wow um, yeah a lot of good times we're, we're gonna have to play that game yeah that's no problem if we're listening to lithium i mean i got it man there was only one i didn't get because i wasn't into it was uh i can't remember his name like paul west or, or something like that. It, it was like one of those mother love bone type guys. I wasn't really okay. into them that much. Right. Well, we, we got a game to play. We got to keep yeah. sco- Let's keep score. Yeah, I'm game. All right. Now, listen, I don't have Sirius XM. I right? do. In my car. I know. Yeah. So, you, I mean, you have like days to oh. get prepared for this. Oh, t- whoa. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? You got to give me like, uh, like the spread. You know what I mean? I think I'm the underdog on this one. Whoa. Time out. You just sat here all Billy Badass about how I can guess it. But you just said that you're Billy Badass about it, too. Because I'm older than you. I have experience, kid. Challenge accepted. All right. Let's kid. do it. We're, 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 we'll come up with a clever little bet. All right. Oh, my gosh. Uh, what else in the wrestling world has been going? Hey, okay. Here's something. I only keep harping on this. Uh, so the global fourth stuff is getting kind of crazy, as you know. Mm-hmm. Have you been keeping up with some of the news? I'm I'm trying to. I, I don't. What's the latest thing? Well, there's a report came out. I don't know if you're one of the guys they called or if you're just in the loop or the no. But uh, there was a report came out that they were calling all the talent to just reassure them that everything's going to be all right. Um, they, I, I kind of reached out to Sanjay. I just said, Hey, uh, you know, are you like, what, what's going on? And I think we talked about this last, last podcast. Cause, um, the head of the creative now is going to be Sanjay, Scott and John. Um, yeah, we talked about this because then, you know, Sanjay and Scott are my friends. And sometimes, uh, yeah, right, I felt right, like, right, hey, right. you know, it's always good for friends to book for you and stuff like that. It depends on the situation. So yeah, I, I'm up to, I'm up in the loop with it. So what's what's the latest for anybody listening that's that's that you can say because you probably know a little bit more than you can tell and I don't blame you, uh, you don't want to, I don't know, uh, get say misspeak but that that you kind of know. I mean, what's what's the global force uh, future like that you can talk about? Um, well, uh, I'll let you know a little secret. Uh, I know absolutely nothing. Um, and it's probably my own fault because I'm good. not going out and seeking the answers. Like if I wanted to right now, I could text Sanjay and, and say, give me the scoop, you know, but I mean, 
I, I know he's busy. Like, and now he's even more busy because now that Jeff's not the head of creative, uh, he's going to have more on his pile and stuff like that. So I, I just don't want to bother him. Like, I, I think he respects that more that uh, I'm not there. And he probably has all these, all the other – man, I was out for dinner with him uh, the last night of the TV tapings, and his phone just kept going off, talent texting him and stuff like that. And I'm like, dude, me and Sanjay are, are friends. I don't want to start uh, like a boss-employee relationship. And, and bug him over work stuff. Okay. You know, if anything, I'm going to bug him over stuff like, hey, man, how's your kids doing? You know, like all that kind of stuff. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I know nothing, probably because I'm not going out and seeking the answers. I could if I wanted to. Um, it's not that I don't care. It's just that, well, I don't know. I, I think everything's going to be fine, and it's going to work out the way it's planned to work out. I'm excited because I know Scott – is a great booker mm-hmm. and I'm excited to see what spin he's going to put on things. Um, so you're not going to see anything new from now until bound for glory because everything's already been filmed. So bound for glory is going to be interesting to see like what direction they're going to go then. And thereafter, I, I know that you didn't sign a contract, right? Uh, that is correct. So that's, yep. Was that, no, that, that, that's correct. I have I have not signed uh, a contract with them. Do you feel like even without a contract, a title reign could be in your future? Um, I'm yeah. You don't know, I, by the way. They haven't spoke to you about holding a title, but I'm just asking: Do you feel like that hinders you or for a title run? Um. Well, it should hinder me for a title run it's just that sometimes it, it, it's a rare circumstance because i'm not under contract um they, they wouldn't want to put a belt on somebody that's not under contract but mm-hmm. like since i'm so close with scott and sanjay they know you're not gonna bolt for a ring of honor or something yeah they know that you know my word is anything stronger that's legally on paper. It just is. Like I, I would never blindside them like that, um, just because it's them. I mean, I would feel too guilty, and I'm not that type of person. Um, if they need me to sign a contract, I mean, that okay, that will then we'll, we'll talk then. It's just that um, right now, I just I I, I told them I, I wouldn't be able to sign one. I know they they wanted me to, but you know we won't get into that. But yeah, I mean, I think. A title reign could happen. Uh, I just look at the roster and stuff like that. Right now, uh, you know, the top baby faces are, I would say, like Sanjay and Matt Seidel. Matt Seidel is going back and forth through the heavyweight division and X division. So I don't know if they're going to make him the top X division baby face. Um, I know Sanjay, since he writes, I know he's kind of against being a full-time wrestler as well. Um, because it's just, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to... You should have seen him at the shows. Like he's in his gear, you know. He he he's on the headset, producing stuff, doing all this stuff, running around, and then he goes out, does his match, comes back, doesn't even dry off, and just goes on doing the backstage stuff. So he has his work cut out for him. So I know, you know, it's not ideal for him to continue to wrestle in a like a, a full time capacity. So if anything. I think he looks at me and be like, okay, yeah, PD, you could be the number two babyface. Um, 
you know, take some of that load off me and all that kind of stuff. I don't know if that's what they're, they're trying to do. Um, but right now, you know, the top heel is uh, Trevor Lee. And, you know, you got Desmond Xavier coming up. I don't know if they're going to make him the top baby face. So you got a lot of baby faces, and I'm a baby face. So I'm not I – don't, I don't feel like I'm in that, you know, top contender to be an X Division champion. And this is a spoiler alert because I have an X Division title shot at Victory Road coming up in, like, I think two weeks. Um, and I don't win the title, so – what? But watch the match. I know, but watch the match. It's 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 pretty good. Um, did, wait, wait. Did you face Sanjay? No. Uh, well, another spoiler alert. Oh. So Sanjay. I know, right? But it's already all filmed, so I mean, you could look this stuff up. It's already been. Um, but yeah, no. Sanjay loses the title this Thursday in a last man standing match to Trevor Lee, so he'll have the belt up until uh, Bound for Glory. If you're up to date with all the spoilers, if you read it online, well, or just um, listen to this podcast. Yeah, or just listen to this podcast and give me a quick rundown for it. So, I mean, if they transition to me to being a heel again, then yeah, possibly I, you know, I, I, I think I have a title run. And just right now, I'm not in the the pecking order of having that, and nor that I, I don't know if they'd want me to have the title run more. I think I'm more in the position like, hey, he's one of the X Division pioneer guys. You know, he has a good foundation and underneath him, he can help put our other guys over. And I'm totally for that. You know, kind of like passing the torch. So. How yeah. how much and you don't have to get into the actual dollars and cents. You become an X division champion, even in Global Force Wrestling that has a TV contract. We'll say loosely. How much does your asking price or your booking go up on the indies? Um. See, actually, it might. See, that's always a tough one too, because on the indies, and I was X division champion before on the indies. Um, it, sometimes they're, they have to put you in a position when you get booked on this. Say, say if I get booked on an indie today, say if I win the X Division title in November at Bound for Glory, okay? Okay. Um, and let's say I have an indie show the following weekend that I already have booked, and they have plans for that. Maybe I'm facing their heavyweight champion, and I'm supposed to lose to them. Well, now that presents a problem for them, because now I'm X division champion and you know, you got to protect that X division title and you can't be losing to, you know, a, a national, like a, a national accredited title. You can't be losing to Jimmy you're, John, you're the farmer yeah. guy in, in Jonesboro championship wrestling. Yeah. And you know, and I, I when I was X division champion, I've lost before. Uh, but you know, I mean, I had to okay it with TNA and stuff like that. It just, it becomes more of a headache than anything. Mm. Um, so you stop taking so bookings it, at that point? No, you don't take, you don't stop taking bookings at all. It's just that they, the promoters have to work around it and stuff like that. I remember as soon as I won my first X division title, um, man, I couldn't even carry the belt yet because I, my work visa wasn't completely through, um, I won it like whatever, 2004, August 11th, 2004. And I think I got my visa like on the 23rd or something like that. So it was like two weeks away. It was being processed. I just, I couldn't carry the title back and forth because at the border, I living in Canada and stuff, they were like, hey, you can't, you're working over here illegally. Even though like it was in the process. So I had to give the title to one of the referees to carry around for me. And I remember I had a show in Buffalo in between that period, 
and I had to wrestle uh, Davy Boy Smith, the British Bulldog's son, Harry Smith, and I had to lose to him. And I remember a couple of the guys, like AJ and other guys that were booked on the show for TNA, and they're like, man, you can't be losing. You know, you're the X-Division champion. I'm like, dude, I don't know. Who cares, man? And they're like, just don't come out with the belt, okay? And I'm like, dude, I don't even have the belt to come out with. I had to give it to a ref. So, I mean, it, sometimes <laughs> it presents problems because, you know, like AJ's carried that title before. You know, like, I mean, he wouldn't lose to a, uh, a non-TNA guy and all that kind of stuff. Like, it, it, I, I understand that. I mean, you know, we're trying to present the product to something, you know, huge, like kind of like WWE. Like, would AJ as U.S. champion go out there and on the indies and lose? No, I mean it wouldn't happen. He can't. No, people can't beat the U.S. champion. He just showed so, up. Didn't he just pop up at a surprise uh, event? Yeah, that that's that's Bill Barron's uh, show, uh, Wild Side. There, that's where he started. So, um, I don't. He probably didn't wrestle because WWE doesn't allow their uh, contracted wrestlers wrestle. But like guys like Jerry Lawler can because he's a. Um, a commentator. Okay. So he, he can wrestle on events and stuff like that. And, uh, he, he's, he's under a non wrestling contract. So a lot of those guys can do that. Do you, that are non wrestling. I, I was going to ask you, I mean, what would have to go into it? I mean, was that a fight? Like, Hey, I'm, I'm showing up here. No, no, it's Indies. Well, this is my home. This is where I started. I, I'm, I'm going to be there. Or... No, I mean, it was probably on his own time. Um, he probably had to get it okay with somebody, and they were probably like, yeah, that's cool, and um, that was that. I mean, I bet you he didn't charge a penny to Bill Barron's because uh, that's just the way AJ is. He was probably just trying to help, um, you know, that that company because mm-hmm. that, that, that was, like, kind of his home promotion. Okay. That, that's pretty cool. And it's not like he needs the money, like, hey, uh, Bill, you know, throw me, uh, you know, this much or what. Like, he doesn't need it, so. And it's probably like right down the street from his home, anyways. You know what? Here, that's 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 a great question. Let me ask you this. And I don't. The one thing you and I do not do here is talk dollars and cents. It just. But you listen to most of the early to late '90s, maybe even 2000 wrestlers on how broke they all went. What was in place or different for your generation that came just after them to not make the same mistakes they made financially? Um, probably the fact that we saw that happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember like when I first started, I mean, you know, I even seen guys like, you know, having no money and like, I'm like, you got, you, you made so much money in WWE. How do you have no money? Um, they just weren't well with it. So, I mean, a lot of us guys are kind of like, okay, we're going to be smarter with our money because we know, you know, I mean, what's a long run in WWE now? I mean, there's not too many Four guys years. that have been there for more than five years. So it, it's a, it's a pretty quick turnaround nowadays, like five to eight years and then you're out. So, I mean, you got to make the most of that while you're, while you're still there. So, you know, you just kind of, you know, you just don't want to, we're just learning from their mistakes, I guess. Um, same thing. Like, you know, I, I think we all know in the 80s, like steroids was a big thing. You heard stories where, you know, you just show up to WWE, WWF at the time in the 80s, and there's just like steroids waiting for you. Hmm. You know, and everybody's taking them and everybody's looking jacked and stuff like that. But then everybody's dying of heart attacks and everything. So, I mean, you don't, you don't even hear about it nowadays. 
Um, but I mean, you don't have to be that big jack guy anymore. That's 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 kind of not obsolete, but you, you don't need that anymore to get over. What what else do you want to talk about? Um, is there anything uh, that that happened this week that you want to talk about? Let's see. No, I think everybody's hating Jinder Mahal, but I I, I love it. I think I do he's doing too. a great job as a champion. He, uh, you know, he's playing the heel part perfect. I mean, you know, like nobody's cheering him, so that's great. I mean, he doesn't have to be a clever heel. I mean, that's that's a perfect. Like anybody that beats him now, uh, anybody that goes up against him is going to be super over babyface because they want to see him lose the title. So, you know, you could call him boring, whatever, but. You know, maybe he is boring. Like, that's that's perfect. He's the perfect heel right now. You know, the only problem is he's running with the anti-American thing. And I'm okay with that. But now he is facing Nakamura, and he's not American. And I was not a big fan of the promo he cut this Thursday. Uh, if, if you guys out there didn't hear it, basically he went down and he made fun of Nakamura's facial expressions. And then the the crowd kind of started laughing, and they turned on the crowd. Oh, that was a trick, you Americans, and blah, you know. So he's he's. It seemed like he's really struggling to work in this anti-America thing into a match with a Japanese person. Yeah, but the one thing that he did do right was that he said, Nakamura, you don't want this title because you're not American either, and the and since you're not American. These fans are going to turn on you just like they turned on me or however you put it. Right. Mm-hmm. So at least he's like, you know, letting that be known. Like, hey, like, cause people are probably like, Hey, Nakamura is not American either. Like, so why are you being like that? So he kind of addressed that situation. Cause that has a problem. They addressed it. So it's like, kind of like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Well that, that makes sense. So that, I mean, that's the, that's a one good bullet point out of the promo. The one. Well, you know, and I, I mean, I like this corny, like, trying to make fun of the faces and stuff like that. They were so corny. Nobody in the right mind were laughing, but the Singh brothers were laughing because, yeah. you know, that's what they do. I remember being in Team Canada, if Scott would make a joke on the mic, you know, we'd all be sitting there dying laughing like it was the funniest thing in the world. But it's obviously not. It just makes us more over his heels because <laughs> we're laughing at something that's not funny. Do you ever go in the back and go, dude, that was the lamest joke ever? Um, <laughs> oh, here it is. Not, not that I. It's the PD. Come on, you just gave me a PD giggle, which means there's a story hidden in there. There, I honestly don't have one coming to my, coming to my mind. You're lame. I, sorry. I mean, some. You know what we would do? We would look back because you know after we air the promo, they would they would play it back on the the small screen to make sure it all looks good and stuff like that. So we'd watch it, and then we'd watch like. We're like look at look at uh, Bobby or whatever, like you know laughing or doing that. Like we just look at more of our expressions, and we're just getting a kick out of it, you know, ourselves. I guess like inside jokes or whatever. Oh. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, good week in wrestling. Uh, SmackDown had the great show, uh, as we said many times. Vincent Kennedy McMahon comes back. I like that. Uh, how they're keeping it a a rarity. He's seventy two, yeah. seventy three years old now. Yeah, so I mean, this is this is a big angle because they wouldn't bring Vince back, they wouldn't bring Steph back on the same night, and then like it was the Kevin Owens show that night because he was talking about things and it was very clever, like oh I'm gonna fire Sami Zayn, getting him involved in it and mm-hmm. their past, and 
Yeah, like just just saying all the things he's gonna do as if we're like, oh, are we are, is he actually gonna sue him and is he actually gonna take over the show? It's gonna be interesting because now they have a Hell in a Cell match. Remember, I mentioned that I said it looks like they're going towards Shane and Kevin and Hell in a Cell, and they are. Um, but I wonder if they're gonna put a stipulation on it, like, you know, if if Owens wins, he gets to run SmackDown, he takes Shane's spot, or if Shane wins. Owens has to leave SmackDown, and maybe that's Owens going to Raw. I, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be interesting if they have an extra stipulation to that. Yeah, there's still a little bit of time for that to happen. Yeah. Hey. Now, the Hell in the Cell, yeah, that's October 8th. 8th. So, I mean, yeah, we got weeks away. We still have the Raw pay-per-view before that one. Are you going? No, I won't. I, uh, I, I don't think so. It's in our hometown. Yes, Little Caesars Arena, the, brand new. That's why I'd like I, to check out the arena just because I haven't been there before. I think it opened, like, what, yesterday? Yes, Kid Rock was the first show. Yeah, so um, I, I'm sure I'll eventually get to go there. I mean, I'm not too worried if I don't if I don't go there for that show. See, here, here's the thing. Uh, you know, <laughs> deep down inside, I'm not sure if I really want to go. I think it would be cool. I've never been to a pay-per-view before. Um. Gosh, before I met you, I think the last wrestling event I went to was like WCW. It's been that long. I, I yeah, went, I went and saw you when our friendship first kicked off at uh, uh, Truth Martini's show once. Truth Martini's show, Taylor and Taylor. Oh, that was Clash. That wasn't Truth Martini, okay. right? I think yeah. Uh, well, oh, Truth Martini was on the show. I he believe. was on the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was like the the commissioner or whatever. So that's why you probably thought it was his show. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I got that event coming up too. We should go to that. That's next Saturday. Okay. We should go to that together. I would do that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I haven't been to before I met you guys and started taking you guys to these shows. Um. I mean, I haven't. I think it was like WrestleMania, like. Like the Raw lead into WrestleMania 18, maybe? Whoa. Was that Hogan and Rock's match, 18? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that was, yeah, what are we on now, 33? We just passed 33? Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's been a very long time since I've been to a, a wrestling event. Uh, I, you know, I'd like to do a wrestling party instead of going to a pay-per-view. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why not? I, I mean, it's better that way. That way, we can uh, don't have to pay like ten dollars for a beer. Well, I I didn't pay. You guys used to buy me beers, but I mean, uh, oh. you guys don't have to pay ten dollars to buy me a beer. You know, <laughs> you could get me, a whole six pack for that much or whatever. Let me tell you, uh, the WrestleMania in Detroit. I I forget which one it was. Uh, I don't remember either, but yes. And I was just getting back into wrestling. I'm like, all right, WrestleMania is coming to Detroit. I, I'm I'm going to get the pay per view because it's before the network, mm-hmm. so I mean, it's sixty bucks. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna invite a whole bunch of friends over. So I invite a whole bunch of friends over. I remember looking around and nobody gave a rat's ass. Like they just came for the food and the beer. I'm sitting there. It's almost like if your team's in the Super Bowl and you live in a city that's not there and you're the only one watching and you look around and everybody's just kind of hanging out. That's, yeah. that's kind of the feel. And I I never felt more like a, a dork in my life than that. Well, I, and WrestleMania, 
let's be honest, it's not usually the best show of the year. I mean, they, they, there's just too much um, other fluff stuff, like other entertainment and spectacle to, and then the matches are almost like secondary, mm-hmm. kind of like the Super Bowl. Like, you know, everybody's like, you know, the big Super Bowl halftime show and yeah, sure, it's the two best teams that made it all the year round, but then you got the commercial. There's so much other stuff going on that it's just more of a spectacle and just people getting together to have a party than it is to actually watch the event. And that's what I feel with WrestleMania. Like, WrestleManias haven't been good these past few years. I, I don't feel. I, I feel there's been much better pay-per-views and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, they're still going to have a lot of buy rates and they're still going to sell out 70,000 seat arenas and it's still going to be a huge revenue generator for the city that they go to. I mean, it just, it is what it is and they're not going to switch that if it's working and it's generating money for them. What is your opinion? It's probably, you can't even tell me because I'm going to have to think the best pay-per-view of the year because so so far, yeah, in in your opinion, just overall you go, well, that's kind of always going to be, a pay-per-view you want to watch. Uh, it used to be, for me, the Survivor Series. Maybe it's the Royal Rumble now because you kind of know what you're going to get. Yeah. Um, well, I obviously, I always look forward to WrestleMania. Back like in the day, WrestleMania, you knew when the heel was going in as the heavyweight champion into WrestleMania, you knew he was losing to the next up-and-coming top babyface. You, you just knew it. And that, that was the formula for like years and you were so excited to see that uh, babyface finally get the belt or, or whatever the case may be. That he was like chasing it for so long. But now they don't do that. Now they try to swerve you and you know they don't even put the title match on last. Now there's two title belt uh, two heavyweight champions and so it's it's all different now. But that formula before, man, I used to I used to love it, man. I mean, that was like uh, that that was, that was great. Um, best pay-per-view so far this year in WWE. I'd probably say just based off of what I remember from our podcast talking about him, I couldn't name a single match on this card. Mm-hmm. But I remember us saying, like, wow, that wasn't a bad pay-per-view. Great balls of fire. Remember we kept uh, dogging the name? Was it that? And then, was that? and then we came back, and then we were like, yeah, that was an all right pay-per-view. Was that, I don't remember who was on it. Was that Owens and uh, Goldberg and Jericho I, interfered? Dude, I, I couldn't even tell you. I don't remember. But I just remember us being impressed with the pay-per-view because it, it didn't look that good, but then it ended up being pretty good. Yes, we we trashed the name, but we we thought the matches were great. Yeah, so th- that's, I would say, is the, the best pay-per-view so far this year. And I don't even know what matches were on it. So, I mean, I'm just going off of memory of what we talked about. Well... I can actually tell you what matches were on there if you would like to know. Yeah. And I was wrong. It wasn't uh it wasn't that. Uh it was Neville versus Tazawa. It was Bray Wyatt versus Seth Rollins, Big Cass versus Enzo, uh Cesar and Sheamus versus the Hardy Boys. Uh let's see here. Sasha versus Bliss, Miz versus uh Dean Ambrose. Strowman versus Reigns in an ambulance match. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Slater versus Hawkins with the Canadian Destroyer. Yep. <laughs> yep. And the do, do you know what? Can, do you want to take a guess what the main event was? Was it? Um, well, I'm thinking Brock Lesnar. 
Yes. And was it Joe? Yes. One on one? It was. Okay, so this was this just happened like a couple months ago. Yep. Um July. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I mean that that was that was a I remember being impressed with that pay-per-view because it looked bad on paper but it ended up being good um also nxt pay-per-views all of them have been top notch uh mm. they've had like what one they only had a couple this year even the last one at the pre-summer slam one um that was a great pay-per-view uh if you want to call it a pay-per-view or a special so nxt man i mean they're they're doing uh, on, on the nxt side of it i would say the last one they just did at SummerSlam was their best one of the year um wwe side of it which i think any nxt pay-per-view blew away all wwe pay-per-views this year but on the wwe side i would say the great balls of fire yeah i'll go with that what uh other than this saturday uh do you have anything coming up that you want to promote um well we got clash the following saturday um taylor michigan uh, yep and then i i think i just tweeted this out there's a Big event at uh, Cobo Hall, October seventh. Um, yeah, Cobo Hall, right next to the historic Joe Louis Arena. So uh, I, I don't, I don't, I think they have like a six-hour-long autograph signing, and then there's a show. I think it's going to be like a whole day thing. Um, so I'm pretty excited for that to see what the turnout's going to be in. Uh, you know, wrestling at Cobo Hall. I've never done that before. Anybody we know going to be there? Yeah, uh, they have a uh, Shane Douglas advertised. Uh, myself, um, I'd have to, I'm trying to go off memory, Davey Richards, who used to be a part of, uh, the Wolves or the American Wolves in Ring of Honor and in TNA. Um, trying to think of who else. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. You I mean, it doesn't look like a super packed car where they're bringing in like, like super legends and stuff like that. So it's going to be interesting to see how it turns out and what kind of crowd they have there. You know what? Probably a conversation what? we should have off the air, but we should bring the podcast equipment. Yeah, I don't see why not. Also, by the way, I can get you great parking. You get what? I can get you great parking. Yeah, because I mean, we—you're <laughs> like right next there. Yes. Yeah. So, so let's yeah, let's do that. I'm parking. I'm parking right there, man. That's good. Good. Easy in, easy out. Yeah. Uh, so you, we've got that stuff coming up, and uh, for me, I don't know, football season. Uh, it's football season. Yeah, this football season. Uh, that's about it. But uh, listen, guys, head over to the Wrestling Perspective Facebook page. Like it. Tell your friends about the podcast. Help us grow. We enjoy doing it for you. We take your questions. Uh, yeah, man, I wonder how many people, if anybody's listening to this, between now and the Saturday uh, or now in in uh is a clash that you're gonna be at yeah that's a 23rd yeah we should do something cool if they come up and say they listen to the podcast yeah what, what, should we show them our boobs or something like that I, I you know what i would let them sign my boobs how about that yeah uh, yeah or i'll sign their boobs whatever with a permanent whatever. marker yeah <laughs> but uh, either way come up and tell us if you're listening and you're in the michigan area or you're in ohio and you want to come up for the show Hey, let us know you're coming. We'll make sure we make time. Uh, I'll probably be selling popcorn while Petey wrestles. <laughs> You'd be feeding me popcorn I'll while I wrestle. Feed... Oh, my God. There's the gimmick. <laughs> Dude. All right. All right. I... <laughs> you're
You're not even going to entertain that, are you? You just, you just shut. <laughs> I think it. I think it already entertained itself. You just shut that down. You didn't even let me go into. I, I, I knew where you were going with it, and we don't need to go there. <laughs> oh man, can can I at least say it for me? All right, say it. During the match, I come out as your manager. <laughs> <laughs> Love it already. It's great. <laughs> I come out as your manager with popcorn, and and after moves or or you know during the taunt, I feed you popcorn. Yeah. Why not? Why I set up for the hand destroyer. I pause. You come in the ring. You put a bunch of uh, popcorn in my mouth. Oh my! I gosh. do the Canadian destroyer and spit it out as I'm landing it. How about that? PD, yep. That's cash and checks. Yep. All right, we're done. Okay. Say bye. Wait, wait. Where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, uh, IPD Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at Dennis Seven Seven Farrell. Tell me how great that is. Can I feed you popcorn? WrestlingInc.com, guys, for all your news. We'll talk to you guys later. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.